Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Speaking with Influence, where you'll hear professional speakers discussing their signature talks and how they educate, motivate, and inspire their audiences around the world. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by the Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakersguildusa.com. Good morning. I'm Deborah Simpson coming to you from San Diego, California. If any of our listeners are on Twitter, and especially if you're a speaker, I'd appreciate you hitting that tweet this button and let your followers know about the show. If you have a question, you can feel free to call in. The number is 516-595-8125. And if you like the show, you can always follow us by tapping the Follow Us button on the show page. And of course, you can keep up with us via iTunes. So do you finally want to learn how to speak and be known? Get invited to more stages. Build your tribe of loyal followers and monetize your message filled with your ideal target audience. Well, today my guest is Ray Majors Wildman, a survivor of domestic violence. Ray successfully raised her sons as a single mother on welfare. When most would expect her to stay down, Ray shattered that stereotype and became an award-winning business strategist, highly sought-after speaker, best-selling author, and CEO of Ray Majors Wildman International. At age 38, she graduated with honors with her degree in counseling psychology. Ray has been trained and certified by some of the best leaders in the U.S., from Chet Holmes, a man who was responsible for doubling seven divisions of Warren Buffett's partner, Charlie Munger, to Anthony Robbins, Brian Buffini, and John Asraf. With over 20,000 coaching hours under her belt, she has successfully coached every business from startup at the ground level to Fortune 100 companies. Some of these companies impacted by Ray International include Microsoft, T-Mobile, Sempra Energy, 5-3 Bank, City of Santa Ana, Wells Fargo, Radies Children's Hospital, Verizon, Remax, Oklahoma Gas and Electric, and so many more. What she supports are entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to create a real business and not a job. And finally, she is the author of The Juggling Act, a step-by-step guide to balancing your business and your life, and The Corporate Exodus, How America's Top Companies Attract and Develop Their Next Generation of Leaders and Keep Them from Leaving. Wow, Ray, that is quite an impressive resume. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Deborah. I am super excited to be here. Yeah, I always love having you on as a guest because we've known each other for several years, and I really like the work that you do, not only with the small business community, but also with small business owners who choose to use speaking as a way to market their businesses. And I'm kind of curious, I'm sure you probably follow it a bit as well, um, what do you think the state of the speaking industry is right now? What is it that a speaker needs to do or have to be able to find that 5000 or 10000 speaking opportunity, dollars speaking opportunity? <laughs> yeah, I would say that the number one thing that a speaker needs to be really clear on is their positioning. And what I mean by that is there are so many speakers who they are what I call the generalists. 
and they can speak on many topics. You know, I had the great fortune um, in my career to be a trainer for SkillPath, and being a trainer for SkillPath allowed me to speak on multitudes of topics. But the challenge is, is when the meeting planner is looking for a speaker, they don't want the generalist. The specialist is going to earn and command top dollars, almost like your doctor, the difference between a general practitioner and a neurosurgeon as far as salary is astronomical. And so the listeners need to get crystal clear and say, what is that zone of genius? What is that that area that I want to put a stake in the ground and I want to own? And by doing that, they're able to position themselves and really command top dollars. And are those uh, opportunities abundant out there? Do you see any change in those type of opportunities? I think a lot about how technology may have impacted the speaking arena. You know, that's a really great question. You know, the thing that we know is that, uh, I wish I had the actual statistics, but I think it's somewhere around, you know, over 100,000 meetings happen every year. And I think it's actually more than that, where it's a, whether it's an association, a networking group, or corporate organization, you know, fill in the blank. They have a need for speakers. And what I'm seeing that's kind of shifting is many of the associations, when they're bringing on breakout sessions in the past, many of them would actually have speaking fees for the breakout session speakers. And what I'm seeing as far as a shift is many of them are saying, yeah, you can come speak, but we want you to do it on your dime. We're not going to pay you to speak at the breakout session. And so if you are a speaker and you have these opportunities, then you are going to have to get really good at knowing how to convert these opportunities into paid opportunities. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes complete sense to me. That's what I'm seeing out there as well. <clears throat> the other thing I'm seeing is so many business coaches talking to their clients about publishing a book, and that will be one of the ways to get one of those high-dollar speaking gigs. And <clears throat> I'm not really sure that that's an effective strategy any longer with the ease of publication on Amazon and the ease with which a publisher or a author can push their book up to bestseller status on Amazon. It's kind of like a almost like a gamed thing. I, I told you before in our conversations, I've spent so many 99 cents supporting <laughs> authors to get up to number one on Amazon. I wonder how that affects the credibility of having a book. So my question would be, do you think having a book make, makes it or breaks it as far as being able to command those large fees? Or are we looking at an industry that's going to have to come to terms with the um, onset of online events as well as in-person events that may need speakers or um, some of them pull from their local economy. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm you just know, thinking. what I would say in relationship to the book because that it's interesting. When I first started speaking, that was the, that was the first thing you had to do in order to be credible. Yeah. You need to have. A, a a book. It didn't even have to be a bestseller. Mm -hmm. It just needed to be a book. And the reason why is that there is, for whatever reason, um, meeting planners, 
they they felt like, oh, okay, well, I, maybe I can only offer you, um, you know, $2,500 to speak, but we will allow you to sell your book, right? So they could make up, if your speaking fee was $5,000, you could potentially make up that difference by actually selling your book. And so I think it's a combination of that and a combination of meeting planners thinking that, you know, the book equals thought leader equals um you know, authority in the space. And I think right now um, everyone knows that there's a game to be played from a marketing perspective. And I think that having a book, it's, it, even if it's best-selling, they say, oh, I'm a best-selling Amazon author. Well, everyone knows what the strategy is in order to create a best-selling Amazon author. I mean, I'm actually a best-selling Amazon author as well. But to me, that's not what's going to generate additional revenue. The other thing that I'm seeing, and you kind of touched on it, it's the difference between offline and online. And many times when people are looking to speak, they're so focused on getting on stage. Now, I love being in person because the reality of it is is that nothing as far as a conversion perspective is ever going to take the place of face-to-face. If I'm, you know, eyeball to eyeball, belly to belly, if I can touch you, my conversions go up higher, Right. However, there are a lot of associations, there are a lot of organizations that they have thousands upon thousands of online webinars that they provide as benefits to their um, members. And so online is just as lucrative, and, and many of them are paid or unpaid. But think about it. You know, I, was, um, I had an opportunity to speak at Cal SAE, and that's basically the Association of Society of Account Executives. They have the huge chapter, and most speakers, that is like the, you know, big dream stage to be on. So I had an opportunity to speak at um, the local chapter, and then they asked me to speak at their state conference. And they also asked, hey, do you, can you do a webinar for our audience too? So not only were, was I able to speak in front of the audience, which was a little bit smaller, but the webinar went out to 20,000 individuals. So there's massive opportunities um, to do online as well as offline. Yeah, I think the inviting thing about online is that those webinars can be evergreen. So meaning that the speaker has the opportunity to make that webinar that they were the presenter on, the guest presenter on, if they have access to wherever the video is housed, that's something that they can continue to use in their marketing efforts after the fact as well. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the one piece, and this is where I see it gets a little um, interesting when I'm dealing with working with you know, both professional speakers and people who are using speaking to grow their business, you have to know how to negotiate. You cannot assume that just because you're having this conversation, like I'm speaking with you right now, that mm-hmm. that organization, that meeting planner, that whoever is um, offering this, is going to allow you to have that additional, um, whether it's a video or whether it's a, a, a teleseminar that you did, you always have to ask um, for that to add it to your um to be able to repurpose it because many of them will have in their contracts that you're not able to. <laughs> so when you're oh, reading contracts, you want to make sure that you strike that and you say, hey, you know, one of the things, I, I especially if you're not giving 
um, if you're doing it for free, one of the things you want to say is, hey, you know, I I normally charge, you know, 5000 and I'm willing to speak to your audience, you know, for free in exchange for, and then that's where you can either negotiate for um, getting the recording, um, negotiate for getting the list of attendees, which I've done with webinars, which is awesome because then you can market them afterwards as well. That's a great piece. Getting the email addresses of the attendees is a nice bonus. And so that brings me to there's so when I started Speakers Guild, I was looking at professional speakers. And there are a lot of opportunities and places for for professional speakers to get visibility, etc. And I had always used this or speaking as a way to build my business. And I thought there was a greater market and a greater need for local organizations to have business speakers come in and speak to and then help market their business, have the upsell at the end. What do you see as the pros and the cons for going the speaking fee route versus the speaker? Yes, I'm happy to present for free. What I'd like to do is make an offer at the end of my presentation strategy. So I would say, you know, there are pros and cons for both, right? So if I am Mm -hmm. coming to an organization and I am getting paid a fee, whether that's $500, Mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, $50,000, you know, the, the advantage of it is obviously cash flow. Um, if they're paying for your travel, um, especially if you're going out of state, that's a bonus. The challenge with I find when you are relying solely on, well, I would say the, the biggest issue is, is if someone gives me $5,000 and they will not, the majority, will not allow me to make an uh, or enroll or make an offer to their audience because they feel like, right. you know what, I paid you $5,000. Right. But think about yeah. it. If I have if I have the ability to sell, let's say for example, I have a three thousand dollar program, for example. Well, if I have a three thousand dollar program and I'm in a, at a ninety minute talk and there's hundred people in the room, and let's say my conversion is low, ten percent, right? So. Your conversion is going to be somewhere between 10 to 30%. If my conversion is at the lowest range of 10%, I'm going to generate $30,000 just by offering this program. If my conversion is 30%, I just generated $90,000. So would I rather have $5,000, which is a sure thing, or would I rather improve my ability to enroll right, and sell and mm-hmm. invite people to take the next step with me and generate $30,000. And that is the opportunity when you are moving from I'm just going to get paid a speaker's fee to I'm going to become a platform seller. Right. And when you sell from the platform, when you enroll people into that program, those aren't just one-time clients, then you can start developing programs for what the next step is for them. So I think the longevity of the client is the most important thing when you're thinking about, do I want to get paid for that one-time shot or do I want to have a client 
for a long period of time. So I've always thought that that was the best way to be able to get speaking gigs because what that also opens it up for is a lot of local speaking and there, those would be opportunities that they couldn't afford to pay a speaker for. If it's a small local business organization and if it's your ideal client, it makes sense to go in there, you know, make the upsell. If you have a book, maybe you give the attendees a book free or you have it at the back of the table. But I think there's always more money to be made if you're not contracted to be paid a specific amount by the event. So mm-hmm. I think that, that you can also serve a lot more people, too, if you're able to bring them into, like, like you, I've been brought into your coaching arena in years gone by. It's, you know, it's a great way to have an ongoing relationship. So mm-hmm. what are some of the strategies that you might advise a business owner to use in finding different speaking opportunities for them in order to build their client base? Well, you know, it's interesting because you said one key thing. It's, I would go and speak for free if I'm in front of my, quote, unquote, ideal customer, client, my dream mm-hmm. client. And I think that's the biggest mistake that I see a lot of um, small business owners, a lot of speakers, entrepreneurs make, is that they're not clear on who their ideal client is. So getting clear of who you are here to serve, who does your message and your services or products, really that 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 niche that you're wanting to focus on go back to the specialist as i mentioned once you have that clarity of who you're going to be focused on you know i i believe that you need to start where you are i can't tell you how many um coaches speakers trainers entrepreneurs that i've coached over the last 10 plus years well i've been coaching 14 years now like wow and i can't believe how many of them have said oh my goodness I want to be on Oprah. I, I would love to be on Oprah, and, and that's where they want to begin. Or maybe they want to be on, um, if I could think of a big stage, like E-Women Network or Inc. Women's Magazine has a huge um, stage as well. You don't want to start there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> start where you are. And so for me, I think it's looking at your local events, um, so when we think local events, it, it could be your chamber, it could be, you know, any professional business group, any kind of networking group. Um, there are so many associations. You know, I talked about Cal SAE. I mean, literally, there was an association for scuba divers. I didn't even know one existed, you know. So <laughs> associations are really great. Um, live events, you know, I put on events, you know, I actually have an event coming up on February 22nd and 23rd, and what I would say is that, you know, typically when I'm doing an event, I normally bring guest speakers. I don't want to be the only one on the platform. I actually want to create a platform to give more women, which I'm really passionate about, opportunities to speak, right? So looking for those mm-hmm. individuals who are um creating these live events. And then we talked about online. You know, you can actually search online. And, you know, there's so many ways. I mean, if you just go to Google, Google is your friend. And if you just type in call for um, presentation and put in if your niche is women entrepreneurs, you will find a boatload of opportunities. And then the other one that a lot of people don't even think about is their competition. 
You know, I actually, I'm going to be speaking at the Event Planner Expo in New York in October. And guess who's going to be there? Mr. Gary V. So Gary V is going to be there. And I was like, I wonder where else Gary's speaking. <laughs> so I go to mm-hmm. Gary's website, and Gary has his whole calendar of all the places he's going to speak. Thank you for the research, Gary. Wow. Yeah. So, Leveraging other people's um, websites to find speaking opportunities. You might not be able to speak um, at that event this year, but typically when meeting planners are booking out speakers, they are looking at speakers 6 to 12 to 18 months in advance. So like right now, I'm booking for September, like the um, Q4 of this year, and Mm -hmm. 2020. Yep, that's exactly what I'm finding because I do curate those conferences uh, to give to my members so that they can pursue them. So you mentioned the upcoming event. So tell us more about what you're up to at the end of February. Well, I am so passionate to help entrepreneurs really break through. And what I mean by that is that I've seen so many entrepreneurs struggling to really break either six figures or seven figures. And, you know, if we look at speaking as a real amazing tool to leverage your business, not only does it leverage your time, not only does it position you as the authority, not only, as you mentioned, um, Deborah, you're able to get lifetime value, right? So you can have mm-hmm. um, these individuals that you bring into your tribe and your community. And I would say my average coaching client stays with me for six years. So if you think about that, the lifetime value of my my client. And what I want to do is show entrepreneurs how they can stop building jobs because most of them have jobs. And if you are a speaker and you're relying solely on your voice, then you've created a job. And I had like a real-world experience. I would say it was about three years ago. Um, Allstate asked me to come to their corporate office in Chicago. So I flew to Allstate. It was a red-eye flight. I had already been on the road for three weeks. Um, I was like, you know, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to grind it out. I got on the plane, got there, did my thing, came back on the flight, to coming back to San Diego, and literally I found myself getting super, like, dizzy. I got up, I started walking towards the back of the plane, and next thing you know, I woke up, I had literally collapsed, and I had hit the um, – the beverage cart and split open my mouth. So I'm in the back of the plane bleeding. It was just like, and I still had like two and a half hours to fly. (laughs) And I was Mm. like, okay, what am I doing here? Well, long story longer, when I I got home, my lip was as swollen as bubble gum, and there was just no way that I could speak, and I actually had a speaking opportunity or a speaking gig two days later. Um. That's being enslaved to speaking because if if you don't have any other way to generate income, then basically mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're creating a job. And so Business mm-hmm. Breakthrough Summit Live is really designed to help you, A, break through those limiting beliefs that stop you from really breaking six or seven figures because I believe the conversation that we're having between our two ears is keeping us playing small. Two, 
it's it's going to show you how to really create a business that you really love based around your lifestyle. You know, there are some people who want to create a lifestyle, a freedom lifestyle business. There's others who really want to create an empire. And let me share, there's two different strategies for those. And so when you're looking at all this conversation that's happening online, oh, you need to do webinars, oh, you need to do speaking, oh, you need to do this, oh, you need to do that. If you don't know the sequence and the um, the context, then you're going to keep chasing something that you're not going to reach. So we're going to finally show you how to map out the steps that you need to put in place. So if you want a lifestyle business, you can create that. And if you want an empire, what are the steps necessary for that? And then day two, we're really going to pull apart your your brand story, so really crafting a signature talk that sells. We're going to help you identify the systems you need in order to generate more speaking opportunities. Because at the end of the day, this business requires system. I love what the Speaker Guild does because the bottom line is, is to curate, you know, your own speaking, going online to Google, and it takes hours upon hours upon hours. Why wouldn't you pay someone to do that for you, right? And so it's learning the system, leveraging the system. And then the goal is to automate, you know, whether that's bringing in team and technology. And my promise is that by the time you leave on Monday morning, you're going to have clarity. You're going to have the steps you need to really take your business to the next level. And we just want to clarify that they won't be leaving Monday morning. They'll be leaving Sunday night, but they'll be ready to hit the road running Monday morning. Ray's not going to keep correct. you there all Thanks. weekend long. Clearly. Yeah, You do get to go home Sunday night. <laughs> And so what are some of the takeaways? You've, you've listed a bunch of them. Um, I personally have been a, an attendee at your events, and I know the quality of content that you bring. So I'm just so happy to be <clears throat> supporting you in this because I think this will be really great for a lot of business owners who want to add that component of speaking. You know, not only are you educating your, the people you're speaking with, but you're also showcasing your expertise. So it just it always made sense to me to use speaking to build your business. So um, are there any, any fun things they're going to be doing over that two days? Any fun things? Always fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I love the most to do is it's called the hot seat, a.k.a. the love seat. Mm-hmm. And You know, I love to put people in the love seat and literally help them map out their business. And so each day we're going to have, I would say, two to three opportunities for people to sit in the love seat and really have someone just create that game plan for them. So I think we're going to be doing, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Um, Our goal also is to build community. You know, as an entrepreneur, many times we're in this, you know, I call it the back cave. We're doing this thing all by ourselves, and we need perspective. You know, so being able to share your signature story with um, your community. My events are very interactive. I am not just a talking head. I truly believe the genius is in the room, so we're going to give you an opportunity to not only you know, take the information, but to practice it in real time and get feedback from your peers, which is phenomenal. And then we have some yes. other things that it's secret. <laughs> they got to check it out. <laughs> and so, 
how can they find out and sign up to come and hang out with us on the end of February? It's uh, the 22nd and 23rd. Yeah, so in order for them to attend, they would just simply go to businessbreakthroughsummit.com. And, again, that's businessbreakthroughsummit.com, and breakthrough is spelled all the way out. And, you know, I have just a special offer for your listeners, um, Deb. And so when they register, if they just put in the promo code DEBVIP, so DEBVIP, they actually can come um, for free. And all that I ask is that they pay a $97 refundable deposit. Um, that will be returned to them when they attend the event. And this is my way to, and my commitment to really help people who have big messages get out there in a greater way. My heart is so broken and so sad when I see individuals who really have a desire to make a difference and they're at the brink of throwing in the towel because they've tried everything. And and and, and I I'm just like on this mission to make sure that you don't give up on your dream because what I recognize is that if you're in this space as an entrepreneur, your gift, what you bring to the table, is here to serve someone else, and you're the answer to their prayers. And so whatever I can do to make this a, a hell yes, <laughs> right, I will be there, I'm willing to do. So businessbreakthroughsummit.com, promo code VIP. And that gets you in for a $97 refundable deposit. Well, that's a wonderful offer to make to the listeners. I really appreciate that on behalf of my community. So what's down the road for you in your next, what is your next big challenge you're taking on? You know, it's, it's, it's a personal challenge. Um, I'm actually... Those are okay too. <laughs> I am actually going to run a marathon. Um, oh, you go, girl! And just putting it—I'm putting it out there, and it's scaring me to death. But um, it was something that I wanted to do. I want to say over 20 years ago, and I gave up on it. And you know what? I'm not getting any younger, so I might as well just go for it. This year is all about living boldly, living authentically, living courageously and leaving nothing on the mat. I'm I'm playing big, and I'm playing full out. So we have that on a personal note, and um, this year we definitely will be doing um, anywhere to from um, four to six events, um, not only in San Diego. We're actually going to be going east as well. And so I'm looking for phenomenal speakers to collaborate with, to create a platform for, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about 2019. Yes, and you may actually find some of those speakers at your event at the end of February, right? I mean, you could oh, actually absolutely. nurture a couple of those who are really awesome and have the right uh, collaborative information that supports what you do but doesn't conflict with it where it's easy to partner up. I, I love this, the partnership that we have, because I love that you can help business owners who use speaking to be able to make even more money than they had on their own with the training that you provide. Because I do know one thing about your content, it's solid gold content. 
So I would encourage anybody listening who owns a business and would really like to take your business maybe to the next level or beyond that you come <laughs> and join us on January, on February 22nd and 23rd down at the Sheraton in Mission Valley, right? Yep, that's it. Absolutely. And this I know is that one thing I want to well. just add is, is, you know, a lot of times people think, well, I'm not a polished speaker. And I want to just smash that myth because the reality mm-hmm. of it is I'm, I am such an introvert. The fact that I'm speaking on stage is it's like <laughs> anyone who knows me would say, what? She's a speaker. It's not about you being a polished speaker. That's not what it's about. It's about you connecting to your audience, and that's what we're going to be showing you is how to share your story in a way that's compelling, that attracts, converts, and retains your ideal customer. Yeah, because at the end of your presentation, you want them running up to you saying, how is it that I can work with you? I just absolutely loved your message. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Ray, let me ask you one last question before I let you go. Is there something that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? Oh, that's a really great question. You know, I would say the thing that I I think I kind of touched on it is when people, that like the fear, like what stops people from getting on stage? What stops people from owning their space? Mm-hmm. What stops people from really standing out? Because at, at the end of the day, you have to stand out and be seen. You're in a space where there's so much marketing that's happening, and the reality of it is is that you could be the best at what you do, but if your prospects can't find you, you are going to continue to struggle, and so are they. And so for me, I think the piece is it's allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to stand out and, and, and really position yourself as the authority. There are a lot of people out there who I call it the white hat and the black hat. There's a lot of great marketers out there who don't give a hill and, you know, two cents, you know, trying to be mm-hmm. – you know, PG. They don't yeah. care what is what what is going on. All they care is getting the the money of your ideal customer. And if you care mm-hmm. about your customer, you have a moral obligation and responsibility to do whatever you need to do to learn whatever skill set you need to learn in order to reach them. And if you're not willing to do that, then you need to just get out of business and stop playing. That would be my. That's why I'm, I, I'm no for. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that goes back to what you just said. When we're business owners going out to speak in front of our ideal clients, they want us to be genuine. They don't yeah. want us to be so polished and so out, uh, you know, not in their realm right there. I mean, they they want to see us be genuine. So if you make a little mistake, nobody's going to hold it against you because they just want the content. And I think what you said about connecting is so important. So I hope that the listeners, I'm I'm sure that they're going to get a lot of wonderful golden nuggets out of this interview. And I really appreciate you coming on today to um, help me share with the, the business owners that listen how they can take that speaking up to the next level and what are some of the things they need to think about and not think about. So I encourage everybody to take a look at Ray's site over there, the Business Breakthrough Summit, and sign up. We've got that special promo code, DEBVIP, 
it's so cute. I have a new neighbor across the street, and I took him some lemons yesterday, and he said, oh, thank you, Debbie. <laughs> and I said, you know, my good friends call me Deb. You know what else is? No one misspells Deb. It's spelled the same way every single time. So anyway, Ray, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. You gave a lot of wonderful content, and it will be really helpful to my listeners. Uh, So thank you for being a guest today. You are so welcome, and um, you keep doing what you're doing. You're helping people really make a great impact and a great difference. And so you're that ripple, that, that, that it's like that stone, that ripple effect. You're making a big difference in the community. So we're so honored I to be your friend. That. Thank you. It's the same here. I, I adore being part of your community. So thank you so much, Ray. I really appreciate it. All right. And bye. that is, bye. <laughs> That's the show for this week. You can join me each Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time. If you're a speaker and you'd like to share your passionate message with my listeners here at Speaking with Influence, feel free to contact me. My number is 760-685-1960, or you can send me an email, Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, at speakersguildusa.com. Until next week, I hope you have a safe and prosperous week. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by Speakers Guild USA where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakerskilledusa.com.